in light of the funeral yesterday and our pastor preaching John 3.3 this morning, please turn with me to Psalm 49. Amen. Perfect. Psalm 49. Hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor, together. My mouth shall speak of wisdom. Yes. The meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I will incline mine ear to a parable. I will open my dark saying upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, when the iniquity of my hills shall compass me about? They that trust in their wealth boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever. That he should still live forever and not see corruption. For he seeth that wise men die. Likewise, the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever, their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He is like the beasts that perish. This their way is their folly, yet their posterity approve their sayings. Selah. Like sheep they are laid in the grave, death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. Their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But yes. God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Amen. Amen. Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. When he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lived, he blessed his soul. And men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perish. That's right. Amen. Amen. The psalmist starts out with an introduction to get everyone's attention. Yes. No one's left out, low and high, rich and poor. They meet together, and the Lord is the maker of them both. He says to hear and give ear, all ye people, all inhabitants of the world. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. A couple questions for your life and soul from this psalm. What is your status in life? What are you seeking after? What is your net worth? Does it matter? What can you give in exchange for your soul? That's right. Or another man for you? Or you for another man? The psalm answers those questions well. Amen. Another question. How sure is death? Hebrews 9:27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. James 4:14. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Right. David said on his deathbed, I go the way of all the earth. Yes. We are all going there as well, some sooner than later. Death is no respecter of age, wealth, race, name, dignity, persons. Right. Some of you were able to see a young man's untimely funeral yesterday. Ecclesiastes 6.12 says, 
all the days of this life, vain life, we spend as a shadow. Right. We know that death is sure, it's short, and it's coming for us. Yes, right. What next? Heaven or hell? What is the price for your soul, and who pays for it? Yes. Who is going to save you from the power of the grave? Yes. The second death. Let's look at verses 7 and 9. None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him, that he should still live forever and not see corruption. Who is them? It's the men of this world, specifically wealthy men. Yes. Can they with their means give money and riches to preserve life so that it does not die or see corruption in the grave? No. No. Why not? For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever. It is of too high a price to be redeemed with corruptible things, such as silver or gold, and has required the sacrificial death of Christ. All the substance of a man's house, no matter how great, would be utterly despised. It requires a greater price for the redemption of our souls than gold and silver. Therefore, it is impossible to be attained by any such means, because it is by the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Amen. We've been redeemed by Jesus Christ who paid that ransom price for us with his blood. The psalm goes on to continue speaking of these men that go on in their lives without repenting, even though they see this truth of yes. certain death around them, of all men, foolish and rich. Verse 11 and 12, Their inward thought is, Their houses shall continue forever. Their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. No matter to what rank he may rise, no matter how much wealth he may accumulate, no matter how fixed and secure he may seem to make his possessions, he cannot make them permanent and enduring. He must pass away and leave all this to others. This their way is their folly. Yes. This is their way or course of life that feel that wealth is of so much importance to imagine that can deliver from the grave, to suppose that he can perpetuate his own name, secure his possessions and his own family upon the earth, but this is far from true. And yet the world is still full of people as foolish as those were in the time of this psalmist, people who will not be admonished by the the suggestions of reason or by the experience of 6,000 years in the past. This one thing which the world makes no progress which it learns nothing from the experience of the past. Why? Because man is totally depraved and he cannot see this simple truth unless God opens his eyes. However rich, wise, or honorable, they must die. And if they die without a sure hope of eternal life, they die like beasts and death shall feed on them. Yes. Just like the rich man in Luke 16, all the good things of life were once their portion and they lived only to eat and drink, and now they live with what? Damnation for eternity. Death shall feed on them, and their beauty shall consume in the grave. Their beautiful lives on this earth will be consumed in the grave by the first death. The second death shall devour their souls. What a terrible fate. Depressing psalm. Thankfully, there's verse 15. A stark contrast from all of the verses in this psalm. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Selah. The psalmist knew and wrote these verses with this verse with full assurance that we shall have resurrection from the dead, yes. will be kept and preserved from the second death, from being hurt by it or from its having any power over him. 
and Christ, who is the Redeemer of his people, being God over all, is an able and mighty one that has redeemed the souls of his people from wrath to come. He destroyed sin, the cause of it, by the satisfying the law, the ministration of it, and by abolishing death itself, all which he has done by giving himself a ransom price for them, whereby he has procured the redemption which rich men with all their gold and silver could never obtain for themselves or others. These reasons are why the psalmist believed Christ would do this for him and state it as fact, for he shall receive me. Received into his arms of love, to his grace and favor, which he does openly at conversion and in the effectual calling, men being drawn to Christ by the cords of love, come to him and are received by him. He casts none of his elect out. The argument is very strong that such whom Christ receives by his grace, he will redeem from the grave and raise at the last day to the resurrection of life. Amen. The psalmist doesn't want you to forget these men in the flesh, so he goes back to the last five verses to nail the coffin shut. Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not def- descend after him. Matthew sixteen twenty six. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world? And lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Man must die, and his wealth cannot save him from the grave. It is always to be assumed of rich people, as of all other men, that they will die. The point is not one to be argued, and there is no doubt that it will happen. Of all people, whatever else may be said of them, may always be affirmed that they must die, and he will carry nothing away when he goes. Paul said in 1 Timothy 6, 7, For we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain that we can carry nothing out. His glory shall not descend after them. His wealth and those things which have been attained by wealth, including any station or rank in life, cannot accompany him to the next life and eternity. Last verse, 20. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perish. Man that is in possession of wealth or that occupies an exalted rank and understandeth not who has no proper appreciation of what it is to be a man, of his relationship to God, his condition as an immortal being, man that values himself only on the fact that he is rich and that lives for this world alone and the pleasures it affords is like the beast, and he's in no way elevated above them. Because the psalmist says he will die just like the beasts that perish. They live only for this life. They have no higher nature than of that which pertains to their fleshly senses, and they live accordingly. How many multitudes of men there are who live like this, whose only aim is to secure the wealth and the honors of this life. They have no more thought of a future state who form no plans in regards to their destiny than do the beasts of the earth. This psalm shows that wealth confers no power which is to be dreaded, nothing to fear, that its possessor, though wicked, cannot permanently injure us since he must soon pass away by death. The course of the thought at this time, at the same time, teaches us that we should not desire wealth as our portion, that we should not live for this as the main object of life. The possessor of the most ample fortune must soon be laid in the grave. All that he has acquired will pass into other hands and will be his no more, and most importantly, it cannot purchase eternal life or redeem a soul. We have a higher nature and calling. We can live in a manner different from these brutes that perish. We may act with reference to a higher and eternal state of existence, laying up treasures in heaven. Yes. 
And when we die and leave this earthly inheritance, whether great or small, we can enter on to an inheritance incorruptible, eternal, undefiled, permanent, one that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. We have been redeemed. Amen. 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 Perfect.